0: First Timothy chapter three, verses 14 through 16. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the spirit, seen by angels proclaimed among the nations believed on in the world taken up in glory this is the word of the lord
1: thanks be to god amen what a cool conclusion to this this third chapter here after after going through um hey let's correct some things in the church hey here's proper leadership Mm -hmm. in the church then paul ends with this idea of the the mystery of godliness, mm-hmm. which is which is awesome, um, and he gives a, a a what could have been probably was a song, a doxology that mm-hmm. the early church would have sung to remember the idea of the mystery of godliness. But we'll uh, we'll start at the at at the first part here. Paul's always hoping to go see people. I, lo- I know, <laughs> I love it. He's always like, I hope I get to come to see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I love that just that like relational component of Paul.
0: Yeah, I love how that is sprinkled through and it is, it is a good reminder, you know, like we we just always have to be careful of treating these epistles like little theological pam- pamphlets and or like handbooks, you know, like especially I feel like first Timothy you can kind of just like abuse it as like a church governance manual. But like you know, it's a letter to right. from a mentor to a mentee, and are really more from like a spiritual father to a son. That's right. And um, yeah, so I, I love those those moments that are interspersed. And then yeah, we got we got buttresses, we got mysteries, we got angels um, throughout this little conclusion to this uh, this moment in the in the epistle. But I I do love you know he he's talking about this is how one ought to behave in the household of God which is the church of the living God, mm. a pillar and buttress of the truth.
1: Yes, I, th- so he wrote all that hopes to go see Timothy says. But if I don't get to see you soon, you you got to know I'm doing all this because the church, the church of God, the what he has left on earth to be his witness. Mm. It's a pillar or a buttress, and that's a cool word. And it's mm-hmm. not something we think of often in our yeah. architecture. Um, a buttress of the truth. Yeah. Now, you want to describe to us what a buttress is? Yeah. So I've got
0: like fifty million uh, Google image buttresses pulled up right here. Nice.
1: <laughs> we'll go through them one at a but time. It,
0: it is a cool thing to look up. Like if you're, you know, if you're not driving or whatever. Like I would encourage you, it's a cool image because basically it's in an old architecture. It's these huge stone or brick pillars that are you know, kind of at like a 45 degree angle. They're they're like going straight into the walls of a, a cathedral or a fortress. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously, they didn't really have cathedrals at this point. So going into the walls of a, a fortress or a castle from the outside, and, and it's basically like hyper, hyper, hyper supporting the exterior of the building. You know, it's like all pushing up into this building.
1: That's right. And those walls on a fortress or a cathedral or uh, a castle, like those walls are protecting the people and the things, the heart Mm -hmm. of the structure. Yeah. And if those walls collapse, it's just ruin for what's inside. Yeah.
0: And that fortress is the truth in this image. And, and, you know, I think that that is like so good. Like what, what is the, the mission of the church on like in a very practical sense, it's to protect and, and promote the truth you know that's right and i think that's why it's so dangerous for churches to get um sidetracked into you know just focusing on on sort of like tangential things or or you know just kind of playing whack-a-mole with current events and politics and whatever is we're supposed to be supporting truth in the world you know the the salt and the light that's right and if those walls collapse then the people aren't safe
1: and at the same time what a frail what a frail system the lord <laughs> has left to be that buttress i mean you think about how frail we are how fragile we are how easily we're distracted and yeah. swayed from the lord it takes it takes the grace of jesus this is not something we can mm. do in our own strength yeah there is no one who is disciplined enough who yeah. is smart enough who you know is just strong enough to be that buttress on their own mm. and so those qualifications of elders and deacons they're undergirded with a personal relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus they're undergirded with someone being filled with the spirit they're undergirded with the work of God going on in their life
0: yeah you know i saw there's this uh pastor who He's sort of similar to like a Sam Albury figure, if you know who that is. But he's like a a celibate, same-sex attracted pastor. Um, And I saw this thing that he wrote the other day that was basically talking about like, he he was saying how he loves reading the stories of the early church um, and like early church martyrs and Mm -hmm. the, you know, just from the first few centuries of Christianity. Because the reality of Christ was so real and so important to them. You know, nowadays, like, Christianity so easily becomes just a social club. You know, like, it's sort of like a moralistic country club. And that is something that I fear for Christ's covenant is it? it, it we can so easily just become like a great social club of, you know, people who all like to do the same things together and share happen to share a worldview and you know he he was just kind of talking about how when you look at the early church there was there was so much just plurality and diversity and you know you have so many people like dying as virgins and or you know like doing all these things that are So like uncomfortable to our modern sensibilities, mm-hmm. but it was just because the reality of Christ was so important that they weren't caught up in like, you know, rationalizing or theologizing about random tangential things. They were just focus on the reality of who Christ was. And I love that that's where Paul lands this. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. And, you know, that w- was so central that all these places where we get off track, they they just weren't even viable distractions to so many of those early church um Fathers and mothers, and yeah, I, I just think that that's such a great word to to aspire to.
1: I totally agree. It it's it's all about Jesus. This in verse uh in verse sixteen, the last verse, he starts that that doxology by saying, "Great indeed, we confess is the mystery of godliness. Mm-hmm. Godliness is the person's life and doctrine and following after Christ. That's mm-hmm. a person who person who's following after Christ closely and accurately by the power of God, through the Spirit of God, is a godly person. And then he says, basically, sing this. Mm. Remember Jesus. And the whole thing's about Jesus. Jesus was manifest in the flesh. Jesus was vindicated by the Spirit. Jesus was seen by angels. Jesus was proclaimed among the nations. Jesus is believed on in the world and Jesus is taken up in glory. Mm. And it starts, uh, it starts with Jesus. Uh, and then it it goes to the the salvation of folks, and then it goes to the glory of God and the destination of all believers to be with him. And so I would say, if you want to be a godly person, it's it's not all in your efforts, and your abilities. Mm-hmm. It's in the person of Christ. Mm, yeah, and that is a mystery of godliness, because everything else is, if I want to be thin, I got to be disciplined and eat right. If I want to do this, I got to. If I want to do this at work, I got to sacrifice this and that and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there are sacrifices in godliness, but godliness is all about Jesus. It's not yeah. about me. Yeah, absolutely. And Paul ends this section on saying, "So think about Christ." Yeah, and then Christ begins to direct our steps.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of the, the hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, mm. Look Full in His Wonderful Face, Amen. and the things of this world will grow
1: strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's
0: Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you